Hello, 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 and welcome to the very first episode of Word Spoken, the brand new podcast looking to showcase some of the finest talent on the spoken word scene in the UK right now. This is the very first episode, and believe me, this is called Starting As You Mean To Go On. But before we get on to that, let me tell you a little bit about what this podcast is all about. We're talking performance poetry and spoken word. Each episode is going to feature a different spoken word artist performing three different pieces. Not only are we going to get a chance to hear these poets perform, but we're also going to talk about some of the issues and themes raised in their work, whilst also getting to know a bit about the person behind the poetry. For updates on who's coming on to the show next, and for anything else, please follow us on Instagram at wordspokenpodcast. And one of the poems you're about to hear will be uploaded in video format to our brand new YouTube channel. So if I was you, I'd head over to that and subscribe right now to keep up with all the freshest spoken word content and to support our poets. Now that that's done, let me introduce you to our very first guest. He goes by the name of A's Hussein. Give him a follow on Instagram at A's Poetry. That's A-I-Z Poetry. This guy has only been in the game for one year, but he is living, breathing proof that it's not how long you've been doing it, it's how well you do it. He has a video online which has racked up more than 125,000 views. He's performed at the Roundhouse Slam. He was a finalist as the Asia House Poetry Slam. And that's not the half of it. He's also been on the radio multiple times for BBC Asia Network and featured on BBC World News Network. Born in South London as a British Pakistani second generation immigrant, he says that he's on a mission to turn his struggles with life and death into positive messages for the whole world to learn from. His poetry is honest, cutting and purposeful. So I'm excited to get him on. Please do bear in mind that in this episode, we will touch upon themes such as suicide, mental health and sexual violence. The first piece he's going to perform for us, though, he wrote after going to Notting Hill Carnival, and it's called Poetry Rhythm. I'm gonna hit you with the rhythm, so listen from this beginning. I'm spitting for the men and the women who keep on sinning. Filling and billing a zoot to pass around and have a toke. Ain't like the Lizzie that politicians use to sniff. <laughs> Living as a villain, unwilling to ever listen, and spilling their opinion whenever there's a drilling. Fulfilling the austerity they keep on instilling. They might make a killing, but we're really the ones winning. Because struggle and strife taught us true kindness. We exchange compliments because we know that they're priceless. Embracing friends, family, old flames, and our neighbours. A quick smile goes a long way in making the day of a stranger. Remember to shovel love towards yourself the same amount you gave. Because your generosity you should never dig your own grave Make the most out of life and celebrate all the positives Say I can't believe I did that more than I should have done this Good things come to those who wait, mm, yeah sure But my question to you is, well what are you waiting for? I said to myself, I need self-confidence instead of self-loathing I started writing lyrics to help myself begin growing So like, instead of just sitting on my ass and doing that I buy it and running rings around the rhymes I think to spit And I commit to bars because I don't want to quit I'm a poetry addict more than I hate to admit Take it in, take time, take a breath, rewind Take a breath, take time to get in your mind Find out what's missing and do your best living. Who am I kidding? I'm just a poet with a little rhythm. Ace, thank you so much for that. That first poem was absolutely fantastic. Um, thank, and also, man, thank you so much for coming on the show. Very first episode of Word Spoken. Yeah. How are you doing, man? Nah, thank you for having me. It's yeah? a, it's an absolute pleasure. I'm doing good. Um, you well? Yeah, no, absolutely. It's uh, It's been a crazy, like, four months and mm. i'm just happy to be here happy yeah. to be with you henry honestly this is such an important platform and i hope everyone tunes in and Sick, man. Listening. yeah honestly like i'm really hoping for this podcast right to really become a space for poets to come and perform their work right and uh so uh thank you very much for saying yes man i i have to say as well man you were actually one of the 
first people I ever really met on the scene. Seriously? You, you were one of the first people that came <laughs> up to me. I'm not even joking, man. It's why I'm so apt that you're on for the first episode of this. Because you were one of the first people that came up to me after, after a session. Yeah, uh, after a session. Boxed in. It was boxed after, in. After, yeah. uh, at boxed in, man. And you came up to me. I was so touched, man. It was such a lovely thing for you to do. Um, so, yeah, I thought I'd get you on for this one. <laughs> no, I really appreciate it. Honestly, when someone puts their all into a poem like you did at Boxed In, like, I just have to speak to them. And I think that's what poetry for me is about, well, the poetry scene in particular. Mm. It's all about connecting with people and hearing stories that you don't necessarily hear totally. in the mainstream media. Yeah. So for me, whenever I go to an open mic night or any poetry event and I hear someone perform, I need to hear their story. Mm. I want to hear more. <laughs> I want to I wanna learn more. I want to connect with them. I want to find them on social media. Yeah. I want to stay in touch. And obviously it can lead to things like this as well, where I can have mm. more of a conversation with you and learn about each other. And I think that's that's just not just the beauty of poetry. It's the beauty of life. Totally. Yeah, yeah mate, you're 100% right. Um, so on that kind of note, uh, my first kind of question to you, mate, is how did you get into spoken word? Oh, it's a bit of a long story. Where did it all start? <laughs> I'm sure, man. Well, we've got plenty of time. Got time. Got um, I mean, it's an, it's a weird story as well. It's like the most um, unlikely story. Mm-hmm. I mean, see, I've always, I don't know, since I was a baby, I've always had this problem where, you know, I love connecting with people mm-hmm. um, and like helping others. And like, I love making friends, as you could probably probably tell. I mean, <laughs> like, I've got, I've got like... 3,784 Facebook friends um, from my 22 years of living and like for my photographic memory means I'm able to remember you know like all their lives their birthdays yeah. all the memories and experiences we've shared together um, regularly but the reason why this is a problem is because like this having so many people in my life it opens me up and makes me more vulnerable to hurt mm-hmm. um, so I've had loads of my friends who've uh, died been mm. murdered raped committed suicide mm-hmm. um and it's taken like a huge, it's taken, it's taken a huge toll. Like I've been yeah. to more funerals than both of my parents combined. Um, and like that, it's like, awful, man. I know, but when you grow up in a culture where like men aren't encouraged to speak up, mm-hmm. um, and especially coming from an Asian culture like mine, uh-huh. where mental health is sort of taboo to talk about. Yeah. Um, you know, even with all the thousands of friends I, I've ever had, I, I still felt like I had no one to open up to and talk, talk about my issues with. Um, um, you know, which is quite sad and ironic, really. I mean, before poetry, I was, you know, resulting to means of like drowning myself in booze and suicide attempts and mm-hmm. um, which is so unhealthy now. But like, I like to think that I'm on a better path now where I can you know, help people um, and use my own experiences to help others around me. Yeah. So would you kind of essentially say then that the main reason you got into spoken word is to kind of try and sort out your like thought thought processes try and like put put some of that negative energy into something that's positive absolutely i think that is really important like like i said like i was going through unhealthy means of coping with all of my mental health issues mm-hmm. and poetry i find it the most uh, most unlikely of places as well where it just allows you to have this outlet this creative and expressive outlet there's two yeah. different types of poetry there's there's creative poetry and there's expressive poetry okay and putting those those two together i found it was the best way not only to let other people around me the whole world know how i'm feeling but also for me to process my own trauma to come to terms with what i've had to go through and not not being able to speak up like it's just a, such a beautiful mm. and perfect way to to get thoughts onto a page and then obviously from page to people mm-hmm. i mean it's an interesting process and it is really important yeah Matt, i mean that is amazing so i what i want to go back to then is the 
tell me about the very first time you ever got up onto a stage uh, and performed. <laughs> yeah, it's a funny story. Um, in university, what university I went to, Loughborough University. Okay. My first year there, I did, still trying to like make a lot of friends. Um, we had this like speech bubble open mic night, mm. um, and I got encouraged to go up, and I wrote this poem. semi-autobiographical poem called Life um, based on this guy called Mike and a lot of the experiences I've had to go through in my life like I said it was in him so Mm. at the time I wasn't really comfortable with owning up to to the stuff that I've had to go through and Mm -hmm. I just said oh this is Mike this isn't about me this is no one (laughs) Um, and then I sort of left it at that I hadn't like touched poetry at all after then and then the third year of university um, I'd gone a lot lot of stuff happened that summer where I had to go to a lot of um, uh, my friends funerals um, Mm. and uh, that, that was a, that was the fir- that first time just before my, I turned twenty one was where I was trying to uh, kill myself, mm-hmm. um, and then on my twenty first birthday I sort of I had enough and I wrote this ten minute spoken word poem. I wrote this ten, ten minute poem and I performed it as a, as a video as a spoken word video and I put it online on Facebook. Um, I didn't know what was going to happen. I just sort of left it there mm. and um, it managed to get like a hundred shares and like twelve thousand views and something ridiculous and then like loads of news outlets wanted to. Um, repost it onto their um, um, newspaper like articles and stuff like that but at the time I wasn't actually comfortable with that so I sort of said no to all of them because for me that was such a personal story to me it was a poem about my whole life everything I've gone through since I was a kid why I am who I am what I do what I do Um, so I said no I said no to all of them Mm -hmm. Um, and then I graduated from uni through all the stress through all the funerals Mm -hmm. somehow did it (laughs) and um, then I was just looking for a job and um, this when at the time I was looking for a job, um, I just submitted that that death poem. The poem was called Death, the ten minute poem, mm-hmm. um, to this um, I think it was Asia House Poetry Slam, um, okay. which is really really cool um, uh, platform for any any upcoming Asian artists out there who want to you know perform or share their work. Go check out Spread the Word Writers and um, Asia House. They've got a cool poetry slam every year. I didn't know about. It. I just submitted that poem just as a, as a maybe a joke. I was like, oh, I have nothing better to do. I might as well. <laughs> and then they said automatically, oh, A's, you're you're in the final. I was like, wait, what? Um, so then I performed there, and then BBC got in touch, um, and they said, oh, we really want to put you uh, right. on. And then yeah. that was the time where I was like. Someone told me, you know, if if my story can help other people, then I know that I would have done a good job. And that for me, that's what poetry is about. Mm. Me personally, poetry is about not just helping myself, but helping other people. If other people can relate, then they could, you know, help go through their issues in a similar way and they can like gain some more perspective on it. So, yeah, then I went on um, BBC and then life just blew up from there. Yeah. Um, I mean, what a first great platform to start with man you yeah because <laughs> it's all over your insta right it's your instagram photo right you were you you were the BBC. yeah the bbc because that's, it was, that's um, a great little portal to the i know like the I, and i didn't know anything about it it's funny because like it sounds weird but i actually hated poetry growing up right okay. i hated writing why is that? Um, that i think because of school just constantly teaching you about age-old poetry and nothing yeah. contemporary like i didn't have anyone that i could relate to growing up and um not mm. just like um, Asian artists but just young artists yeah. going through real stuff that me and you go through mm-hmm. like on a day-to-day basis in the 21st century and especially in London as well it's so it's such a multicultural place but they're multicultural place but there's still so much weird bad stuff going on yeah. that we don't really talk about mm. um, and 
so it was it was yeah it was a nice platform to go on and then going through those um big debates and radio shows with the bbc asian network like they put me on and i'm so grateful for them so, so uh, how 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 old how old were you when that happened i was literally 21 21, 21 yeah, yeah that's amazing this, this was only in like november last year so yeah basically nearly nearly a year, year ago today a year ago yeah that's so and then basically since then obviously you've been doing loads of open mic nights and you had your first feature very yes, recently yes it, tell, tell us a little bit about that it's a it's a weird process so i was actually in it didn't go as smoothly as you might have think as you might have as you might have thought mm-hmm. because like some people just say oh he's just didn't done this and it's just sprung onto like all these different platforms it's actually quite a hard slog um, especially for someone this is any advice for someone like coming out and just starting out as well whether it's page poetry or spoken word poetry or film poetry you know you've got to put in a lot of hard graft and and Mm. effort and at the time when i told you i was just um I i was looking for a job I went into recruitment consultancy. Okay. So I was earning like all this money. As soon as you leave university, you just want to make money, 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 right? It's a weird time, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, it's, it's a very weird time. Very it's, odd it's, time. It's um, in this age of social media that we've got, we just constantly want to, we have this filter on our lives where we want to be better than other people or Always. we just want to prove to ourselves that we can make it, mm. you know? And a lot of the time that's in the form of money um, and financial security. And then I yeah. was making all this money and I was, I was living this like rich white boy lavish rooftop bar lifestyle which really? it it wasn't it was just this diet of tequila and like i i enjoyed it for a while but it wasn't me yeah um and i remember while i was doing recruitment like this was i remember there were, there were times when bbc asian network they would call me while i was in work and they asked me you know can you can you come on to the big debate can you interview on radio and i was like and you'd have to say no well yeah and i'd have to say no but then that would be but, that's, that's gutting i know and then like if you if you if if the radio came and called me or you up when we were like kids. We would have jumped at that chance because yeah, it would have been. And but then for some reason I was so in 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 wrapped in like making money. Um, yeah. I went on. Luckily my boss was okay, and I went on radio a few times. But um, I tried to do. I tried to be this the, for the first time ever a, a full time recruitment consultant, part time poet. Mm-hmm. And with recruitment consultancy in particular, the hours are so long. I was working like eight to eight, really, until midnight. I was coming in weekends. So um, how the how the hell did you find any time to fit in any writing, any creative? Exactly, I, I didn't. You didn't. <laughs> I, I tried. Course. I tried my hardest to because obviously, um, Asia House and BBC happened in November, and then yeah. I was I was in that I was in this job for all those months. Then I went to Boxed In. Uh-huh. That was my first. Well, obviously, me and you met. That's where um, we met. And I went. That, there. that is a fantastic night. Absolutely, it's, it's such a, it's such a good night, for, especially for up, up and coming artists mm-hmm. and for also established poets as well. Yeah, um, really, really fun. The vibes there are amazing. The vibes amazing, and also it's free. Which yes, is, which exactly. Is not which is not like you know, it's it's, it's <laughs> no, but, but but no, but I think what what that does is literally open it up to everyone. Of course, because there, there's there's also this night called uh, Mind Over Matter. Yes, you know which Fisky runs. Yes, um, and big up mental health yeah yeah and they um i think you can basically say uh on their website whether you can't afford the ticket Mm. um and they can offer you a cheaper price or some people go free whatever um and and i think it's a great idea that um and i think you know having having things like that like boxed in which is actually free it means anyone no matter what stage of like life you're in no matter how much money you have you can go uh, and you can, and it's a, it's, and it's a fun night. Yeah, it's, it's so a fun. fun night. You you hear you hear all sorts of stories, yeah. and the beauty about it being free and in a place like Box Park, which mm. is, I know it's a it's a product of gentrification. We can have a conversation <laughs> about that another time. Yeah. But the fact that it's in such a public place is the fact that 
anyone in the public can just walk in, just stroll in. and just hear rather than you're paying for poetry. So, I mean, some people pay for, for good poetry nights and that's absolutely fair enough because of they course. know that the quality that they're going to get. Mm-hmm. Like there are places, huge platforms like Chocolate Poetry Club as well, which I, I hold, hold dear to my heart because they're always so welcoming. Mm. But like, the, and the talent there is absolutely insane. You know what you're paying for. Mm-hmm. And with boxing, even though it's free, the talent there is it's absolutely good. incredible. Everyone's good. I know. And um, <laughs> I think as a, as an industry, as a poetry industry or a creative arts scene, I feel as though we need to be spreading more awareness on all of these platforms mm-hmm. because the more that we introduce people that might not necessarily know about poetry because it's still quite a young for the young the young type of poetry scene it's still relatively young in london yeah. and around the country um compared to like grime or drill or rap or whatever i feel as though the more that we raise awareness on these types of events for just the ordinary person mm. who might just might not even know what poetry is yeah i feel as though that's the only way that we can bring each other up and like show people that we want our voices to be heard. Yeah. yeah. Great, man. Okay, so um, I would like t- us to tell me a little bit about your second poem that you're going to do for us. I want to hear the kind of like context, what, when, like when you wrote it, what kind of mindset you, you, were, you were writing about it. Yeah, and, absolutely. Uh, um, the, this next poem that I like to perform, it's called um, Chut, which in my native language of Urdu means lies. Mm-hmm. Um, so as I was leave, well, as I was doing recruitment, um, the Roundhouse Poetry Slam was coming up mm-hmm. and... Um, I didn't know what the Roundhouse was. I'm not gonna lie to you. I only found out afterwards that it's this huge gig venue, and like they they're huge on arts and like young creatives. Um, they've got so many good projects like the Roundhouse Poetry Collective, mm. um, the Last Word Festival. Like it's amazing. Um, and and someone said someone just told me, um, oh you should you should go for it. You should uh, apply. You have done Asia House. I think this should be a piece of cake. And I was like, okay. And I looked at some YouTube videos online, and like yeah. the talent there was so high level, <laughs> top shelf. The bar was up. The bar there, was, was way up there. And um, <laughs> and again, like I hadn't I hadn't written any any poetry since that death poem. Yeah. Um. So and I and obviously they they told me the guidelines like you need to be like a three minute poem, two three minute poems. Yeah. Um. And I wrote I wrote two poems. Um. One. Um, two very personal poems all the poems that I write are very personal to me yes, I yeah. can't be one of those poets that like talks in third person or commentary on society mm. if I do a commentary on society it will always be referring to a personal experience of mine Yeah. so one poem the first poem that I performed was a poem on the reality of knife crime because a lot of my friends have been stabbed I've been mm. poked and threatened with knives in my life yeah, wow. um, and the second poem was um, Chut um, and it was at the same time where I resigned um from my uh recruitment consultancy uh-huh, okay. uh, we'll talk about that a little bit later yeah, but yeah, um yeah. yeah that was an interesting time <laughs> but i think roundhouse came at a perfect time for me when i was trying to find myself um and what i wanted to do in life um and yeah this poem just sort of encompasses everything um and i'm really happy to share it with you cool great okay cool so uh sorry the name the name of this second poem is jute jute okay cool so uh this is a's with jute Beta abchud ne bolo, which in my native language of Urdu means son, you must not tell lies. So fuck it. I'll recite this one true story in an attempt for you to visualize. Not to glamorize or antagonize, but to recognize my reality that would never be televised. This one night I'm in the club doing a little two-step shuffle, <laughs> trying but failing to dance away the memory of seeing Grenfell Tower burn down a few months prior. Remembering my fallen friends clusters missing was always going to be a struggle. And I see this guy touching girls' bums, moving mad through the crowd on the dance floor like wildfire. And I get punched for pulling him to the side and educating him on consent. Because if we don't call out our own behaviour, then we'll be hearing of cases a lot worse than just sexual harassment. 
Better up Jude Nebolo. I'm hitting the bottle again since no one wants to listen to me. Abusing the booze like we abuse the earth and reducing climate change is an act our government refuses to choose. Stumbling back home and I get this call making me realise red is the colour I'll now see whenever I think of my friend. Red is a hijab that that 19-year-old girl so beautifully wrapped around her head. Red is the car that kidnaps a hysterical gagged up body full of dread. Red is the eyes of her uncle raping her and twisting his knife into her innocent throat. Red is the floor trail into the freezer holding her sliced up limbs spilling. Red is the TV news logo forever falsely branding this an honour killing. Red is my heart, filled with anguish and despair over a friend I'll never see again. My cheeks, soaked in tears and streams of her good girl next door memory. My teeth, gritting together a soundless scream still wake up the rest of my family. My brain, rejecting the label of Islam being a terrorist religion when it's really a religion of peace. My ears, fading the rest of the world out into silence as my faith in humanity begins to decrease. My hands, they tremble, shiver like an earthquake riddled with goosebumps on a winter's day revealing its deepest fear. Just as I did each time I attempted and failed to commit suicide last year. Losing myself like Slim Shady. Knees weak, arms or heavy, so close to leaving this world. My friends, my mum's biryani, I'm nervous. <laughs> as depressed and anxious as I tried to tell my parents for the first time. But better up Judne Bolo. Do you know what it's like growing up in an Asian culture that teaches you to bottle it up and refuses to believe in mental health downright? Better up Judne Bolo. Do you know what it's like having survivor's guilt from 11 friends' funerals over a nine month blight? Better up Judne Bolo. Do you know what it's like waking up in cold sweats, wishing the pillow you slept on had smothered you in the night? Better up Judne Bolo. I could have used these few words spoken podcast minutes to recite effervescent metaphors and similes about scenery or heartbreak. But here I am sharing the reality of slitting my wrist this way rather than that way. Because I've decided I'm just not that kind of poet. I am the sacrificed voice for the voiceless and marginalised, but low self-esteem means I've only articulated these thoughts to a live audience a handful of times before. I am the curry-munching, packy cockroach from ends, finally exposing my naked thoughts, but exposing my naked body in stop and searches what airports still adore. I am that reminder that you will share with your close ones to love each other, love yourselves and communicate regularly as if it's the last thing I say in chat. I am A's and you just listen to my entire life. So tell me, where's the fucking line that? That was that was fantastic. Thank that you, was man. a really powerful piece, man. I was I was nearly tearing up myself. How um Fuck. <laughs> Oh, uh, you're yeah, right. You're okay. I'm, I'm good. Yeah, mate. I can totally see why that brings a lot of emotion for you. You, um, you're 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 so honest in that, and you're so raw. Um, what that was? Wow, man. Like you, 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 you hide behind nothing in that. Um, and uh, that is amazing to see. That that's exactly, I think, the reason why the spoken word thing that we all do has such great purpose yeah absolutely right it's a good catharsis and it lets you come out with with like a lot of stuff that you're feeling out into words so sometimes sometimes you can't articulate i think a poet's job is to articulate the feelings and thoughts that people can't necessarily express yeah um it's it's their responsibility and like you can the beauty of it you can do whatever you want to with that responsibility however you want to i think with poetry there's no structure there's no form that you have to conform to we can do whatever we want. 
Yeah. Um, and we can potentially help other people along the way, possibly going through similar stuff as well. Hun- you never yeah, know who's listening. 100%. Yeah. No, you don't. Okay, so my, uh, next, my next kind of question, man, is I want to know about your writing process because i i hope that some of the people listening to this podcast will be looking to get into spoken word themselves maybe they actually have quite a lot <laughs> that is one thing i would say please do yeah. uh but they might have loads of things writ- written down and they, they're not sure whether it kind of gonna tra- transpose well to the spoken word scene yeah. how how do you approach coming up with a concept writing it memorizing it and performing it tell me your process uh it's interesting um i get a lot of writer's block which i'm sure all of us can relate to yeah um and when i do get writer's block i genuinely can't get out of it and then all of a sudden when i've got this idea or when i really want to get something off my chest everything floods out and then the writer's block comes back in so i'm not the kind of person where i can write every day i did try i tried to have this book every morning as soon as i'd wake up i just write my thoughts what i was dreaming of what i want to do for the rest of the day what poetry that inspired me the day before um and it did go well for a little while um and i got a few poems out of that however i don't feel as though you should like restrict yourself to 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 a rigid schedule of poetry because otherwise it then it'll feel like work and poetry should never feel like work it should feel like an expressive outlet mm. um for you yeah and if you want it it can be for other people as well it's up yeah. to you yeah um so when i write um i like to type stuff um, okay yeah because, so you kind of do it on a laptop or something absolutely yeah um i sometimes write in um my book but again as i was saying, saying to you earlier when i write in my book with a pen and a pad that's more of the expressive um, poetry Um, and I feel as though that's really important to just get your thoughts and feelings out not necessarily editing or like writing a poem Mm. but like writing poetry or free free writing is so important I feel as though more and more of us should do yeah but then when you want to create when you want to create a creative piece a creative creative poem Mm. and I like doing it on a on a laptop or a computer because Obviously, you can edit it a lot easier. Exactly, you can, chop uh, you can do it on change. a phone, like you could do it on a, on your memos or your notepad or mm. your, like whatever. Um, yeah, chop and change, like you said. Um, so then I and then I like to like spend a good while on that poem, maybe like no no more longer than a day. Um, if if it if it does trickle into another day, then clearly I've got something to say. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, oh, well, so really, so you you essentially from, from from start to finish in one day will have a whole poem. It's kind of one yeah, thought much. process all in one go. Yeah. That's it. Because I feel okay. as though like it's hard to when you get out of the zone, then you're yeah. out of the zone. You're, um, yeah, of course. Uh, I'll be honest. Like I can't be one of those people where it's like, oh, I've got this sick poem off the top of my head. I'll write it down and it just comes out naturally. Mm-hmm. Some people are naturally talented like that. I feel as though like with my self-esteem and confidence issues, I still don't think I'm I'm talented. I still think, feel as I've got a long way to go. And there are so many people on this scene that are inspiring me, people like yourself, that you're following your passion. <laughs> no, I'm being serious. Like you follow your passion. Thanks, and that for me fuels my desire to to try and do the best I can so I can impress you and impress myself at the same mm-hmm. time. Yeah. Um, and yeah, and also like with, with writing styles and um, coming up with poems, there is no form to follow exactly which is which is so funny and so fucked up and mm. so beautiful about all about you know about it all is like you can do however you're comfortable with i feel as though the minute that you start to do a schedule you start to follow what other people are doing you number one you're going to be uncomfortable number two your poetry isn't going to it's not going to be good yeah i'll, I'll yeah, be honest yeah, yeah. with you your, your poetry is going to look like and sound like and you know feel like someone else's poetry mm-hmm. and the beauty of why your poetry is so good 
whoever's listening right here um <laughs> is because it's to do with you it's individual yes. and you know there are thousands of millions of creatives out there um but there's only one you mm-hmm. so you need and to that, follow yourself i think I, th- I think that's something else which uh is one of the reasons why i just fell in love with it so much is whenever you go to an open mic night yeah i mean first of all no one poet is the same as you said but also no one poem is the same mm. from from the same oh, poet so many stories it's, there is just so much and you get such a variety at these kind of nights which is i, I don't think you get that in any other no. art form i wish it more people knew about it i know yeah. it, it it doesn't <laughs> vary it varies so much you get you get you get some people which come up and they are like utter there's almost like comedians mm. they're like super super funny you get some people which come up and they'll you know tell tell you something really personal you get some people which come up and they're just creative like they're writing and they're imagining these like Flow, worlds like yeah. and punchlines rappers punchlines <coughs> there's it, it, yeah. it's really anything and everything mm. isn't it it's word spoken exactly oh, what a little hook that word was spoken <laughs> follow us on word spoken podcast <laughs> exactly you know it um one more thing i want to ask you about mate uh is what you were up to yesterday Oh, uh, yeah. I had a headline gig. Um, yes. It was the second headline gig in a week. It's been a crazy week for yeah, me. Yeah, it's, um, it's so great to see it as well because you, you on the scene, right? You're probably one of the hardest working people that I've met. Do you think? Because I don't think I work hard enough. You I do, try. I, I'm, I'm trying my you're best. You're on everywhere. That's so, all you can do in life is try, yeah. And I, I just think, you know, essentially, as, as you said, you're kind of a year in. The fact that you're getting these headline slots and you're... you're, you're starting on your path to going higher and higher and up yeah. the chain it's wicked to see i man. appreciate it so tell me about yesterday what, yeah what so um like i said yesterday was the second headline gig the first headline gig that i had mm. um uh it was called world's words on thursday yesterday was sip and rhyme yeah mm. like it's, it's it's funny because like i said earlier like just be yourself and when you're yourself you you network and you 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 make friends and, the mm. person, and then they want to book you and they yeah. want to bring you on um and like i said i didn't think i'd be booked or headlining anything until maybe maybe next year i don't mm. know i don't, that's the beauty of of poetry this scene there's no um blueprint there isn't is there, there isn't a blueprint like <laughs> yeah. i i don't know for some reason i thought oh i have to be doing this for a year and then i'll be doing headline slots blah blah Mm-mm. i didn't i didn't i didn't do any of this to do headline slots i did this as a catharsis to yes. to, to release to release some energy from myself and mm. to help other people at the same time yeah if i, I could, think i think i think you have to focus on that exactly right? the minute and then the, the minute come. yeah exactly. the minute you start wanting to do i want to do headlines i want to make money from this mm. again your your quality is going to drop yeah it will. and you yeah and when you're yourself you'll 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 make you'll do you'll, you'll do far and also just trust yourself trust the process mm. i think a lot of people nowadays they just want to jump on and do things straight away we're living in this culture and this society especially our generation we want everything on a plate for ourselves and we're not willing to work for it or put, mm. put graft in or just be ourselves i yeah. think just try and be patient and good things will come to you yeah and then so then the world's words gig on thursday amazing um, amazing vibe it was um poetry yeah. in different languages yeah so um, i like saw a couple of clips on your insta and yeah. it looked uh it looked it looked, looked amazing thank you yeah no it was it's just because like i think with poetry like it's very personal but then hearing poetry from people with different languages i didn't understand some of them didn't have to like translate it for us and that for me was still profound it had a mm. profound impact on me my friends people that didn't know strangers because people are comfortable and like they're in their zone yeah, <laughs> and then yeah. when i was doing some of my poetry i, I like to incorporate some urdu so obviously i'm um second generation immigrant um mm-hmm. british pakistani i've got bloodlines from different countries and relatives but it, the mainly uh pakistani and british i was born here but 
my, my parents were born um, in, in Pakistan and then Urdu mm-hmm. is our language. So I was using Urdu in a lot of my poetry um, as as more of a, a, a positive note. Um, yeah. So it was nice. And then Sip and Rhyme uh, yesterday was um, this amazing workshop led by Fausta Jolly, who yeah. I've met. I've met her quite a few times. She's one of the funniest poets, so definitely check her out. <laughs> oh, and World's Words by a group of boys, Tiago and Leandro um pestana um shout out yeah (laughs) like follow them um follow everyone that you meet show love to everyone yeah follow follow this podcast follow henry follow everyone that's (laughs) trying to do trying to do well trying to do well for themselves and for yourselves like Mm. um but yeah yesterday was um it was a workshop on creative responses to hate and fear okay do you know so i've actually never gone to a to a spoken word works sorry it's a poetry workshop yeah poetry workshop i've actually never gone to one so oh my god what are they about (laughs) tell me what happens when you kind of go there and then yeah um like i didn't again i didn't know that there were a thing this time last year i'm still (laughs) relatively new to this to this scene i've only been doing it for a year but Mm. um which is incredible yeah man for how (laughs) amazing you are like a year that's just mind-boggling yeah it's it's i think poetry is a, it's a it's a unique thing to be doing and i think we should mm. all be finding our own whether if it's not even if it's not poetry we should all be finding our own creative outlets to yeah. express ourselves in whether it's through sport um through writing through singing music video games I yeah. don't know. <laughs> but um yeah the workshop's quite interesting because um they guide you um and sometimes especially when you've got writer's block like a lot like me um, sometimes I kick up the butt to write something or have an exercise where mm. people are in the same space writing that does inspire you a lot to, yeah, to get words on a page um, and like I said the, the, it was for a shout out festival um, for uh, Apple Car Arts in East London mm-hmm. um, looking at creative responses to fear and hate so they had loads of different plays on loads of different events and Faust's workshop Sip and Rhyme uh, it gets everyone together um, and we look at um, love rights, um, do's and don'ts for our own fears and what we have for fears for society. Obviously, mm. there's a big um, you know, climate crisis going on. So a lot of us are talking about that, having discussion and that inspired other people to write about that. And then you can come up and share your poems. And the beauty okay. of Sip and Rhyme yesterday was the fact that there were some people that had never written poetry before in their lives. And the the stuff that they came up came out with just because we guided them a little bit and we inspired yeah. them with our own poems um, was insane. Really? They, so yeah, I, I guess for them, it, it's a total blank, blank slate, right? Exactly. They're coming to this for the first time. Yeah. You're kind of nudging them in the right direction and then suddenly they come out with something really amazing. Exactly. I'm a big believer in the pay it forward scheme, this this idea that um, if if we nudge someone or encourage someone to do something positive for society, mm. then they'll go on to create their own stuff and then they'll do it for other, um, people. other people. And then those other people will do it for other people. And then it's just a whole, and it'll come back to you. And it's, it's, a, it's a beauty of life. It's yeah. a circle of life. Um, well, yeah, that, that, that's great, mate. I mean, that is you're a prime example of someone that does exactly that. Um, you <laughs> always shout out other yeah. people, you know, on your Insta after after one night. You've you've got everyone tagged on there. You make sure that yeah. everyone and 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 you really you really share everyone else's work, man. You're the, the most selfless person I think I've ever met. That, that's <laughs> I'm, that's I'm re- not even that t- I'm touched. I'm, I'm touched. <laughs> I just feel as though like we live in a society where people think that everyone is competition and then mm. there's no root, there's no space for anyone to eat on the table but we should all be supporting each other and bringing each other up like whatever crafts or 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 work that we do or professions or or yeah. careers we should all be bringing each other up yeah like there there is space for everyone to eat mm. and the more we support each other the more we can learn about each other's cultures there's so such a big divide in society right now people don't understand each other and that leads to violence poverty austerity wars Mm-hmm. and 
the more that we actually have a dialogue with each other yeah and we support each other promote each other on social media is such a big thing yeah make the most of it use it well you i mean that, I, 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 that is another thing i think which is perhaps very unique to the spoken word scene mm. is everyone is so supportive of one another it's like if, if, we're if, quite if, welcoming and warming which is yeah, amazing it's, the, it's not dog eat dog is it no. like it, it's so open uh everyone i'll come up to you after boxing and just yeah. have a conversation i don't I think we could do that maybe at a concert or no you know. way it just it there's you you in most of the art forms you never really break down that barrier do you mm. um whereas on the spoken word scene i I imagine it's the same throughout the rest of the world and throughout the rest of the UK. But you hope so. <laughs> in London, it is so supportive. Oh, there's so, and there's so many events like north, south, east, west. Everywhere. Um, I mean, like me and you, we're in south right now and there's mm. quite a few events going on. Like, and every day. Oh, my <laughs> yeah. God. Like, guys, if you're, if you're working or you're stressed or you want something to like relieve some, any, any mental toll that you've got going on, Go on Eventbrite or follow us, and like we we're shouting out all these different poetry mm. events all the time. And like any day that you you want to chill out, go to enjoy some poetry yeah. um, with some friends. Go to them, go to learn, them. enjoy, have a laugh. Um, like you said earlier, Henry, like there's a variety of stories to be told. Whether it's deep poetry, funny poetry dark humor like mm. oh it's great yeah yeah it's incredibly broad isn't mm. it um okay so uh i feel like uh it's probably time to do your third poem right yeah um tell us a little bit about, about this third one um and yeah just give us a brief in uh in, in, intro to the third piece sure thing um this poem is called serotonin now i haven't actually talked about this as much as i probably should have Mm -hmm. um i wrote this um a while back it's one of the first pieces i ever wrote um but i performed it for my first headline gig at world's words which was also the same day as world mental health day okay um and so i thought it would just be perfect and it's just a reflection on my mental health that i don't really talk about but i should um yeah it's just a reflection of my mental health that I don't really talk about, but I should. Um, yeah. And Great. yeah, I've, I've, I'd love to share it with you guys. Cool. And what's it called? Serotonin. Serotonin. So you said that, didn't you? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, it's, it's, it's <laughs> Okay, cool. So uh, yeah, uh, we'll go with the third poem from Ace called Serotonin. Awesome. How do I start this? How can I phrase this? This chemical is driving me to write such a long-winded list. A list of every way it's affected me since I could first feel and think. It's called serotonin, and I find my relationship with it so interesting. Serotonin is a neurotransmitter travelling around every single one of our bodies. But the serotonin I'm on about is the one manufactured in our brain, a chemical that helps regulate our mood, man, that's a real ball and chain. When its levels are normal, you're emotionally stable, calm and focused, because it mainly contributes to our feelings of well-being and happiness. Happiness. Happy. Am I happy? Are you happy? I don't know about you, but I question my happiness on a daily, trying to figure out if it's legit. My low self-esteem and negative thoughts able to dip my big man ting confidence and optimism more than I hate to admit. The same dip I see kids trying to do to each other now with arm-length knives. We scroll through filmed attacks on our timeline, I cry why they don't care for their lives. A like and a laugh nowadays is worth more than being covered in blood to drown. For me, that's already cut more serotonin down. Hitting a bottle after each friend of mine dying. Down. Getting cheated on after falling for someone. Down. Silencing the pain after attempts on my life I've made. Down. So, A's, 
Do you want the opposite of down? Try these antidepressants. They'll keep you smiling and make sure you never frown. Finally admitting to myself what I suffer with was more powerful than a diagnosis full stop. Even though it's not clear whether low serotonin levels are what cause depression or whether depression causes serotonin levels to drop. The reality remains that this annoyingly romanticised illness is involved with its chemical imbalance. So I suppose SSRIs are just what the doctor ordered. Selective serotonin reuptake inhibitors. Blocking reabsorption of serotonin so our brain increases levels of these neurotransmitters. Over a long period of time being prescribed different doses of each, from citalopram to sertraline, to try make my mental health feel less like the bumpers of a pinball machine. Sure, they made me even more sociable than the extrovert I usually am, butterflying around different social circles to get to know every human I could. But their side effects sure toyed with my anxiety disorder. Panic attacks waking me up in cold sweats over dead friends who can't ever grow up to see adulthood. The counselling I sought and learning to confide in others has helped me more than I could have realised. Two big things in my life that for some reason I always stigmatised. Now, I internally highlight the little things in life increasing my serotonin levels further up. Like when the beat drops in the club. Up. Like when I'm with someone I'm into and we both reach a climax. Up. Like when I skateboard down a hill and feel the wind coming through my hair. Up. So much that's up and so much that I'm grateful for. Right now, I think I have the right balance of serotonin, so do I really need any more? Maybe in future I'll need to have different doses of SSRIs. Maybe I won't. The future does carry uncertainty and surprise. So it's the present I focus on, and overthinking ahead, I just don't. But if you who's listening think you might need this kind of quick fix, seek help straight away and do enough research to avoid the wrong kind of mix. This world of mental health is not something that you're alone in. At least you know now... I'm here for you with my poem on serotonin. Ace, <laughs> thank you so much for that. Wow, that was an amazing piece. When when uh, did when did you write that? Um, uh, probably probably in the last year. I can't remember when. Yeah. I've sort of been adding to it um, every every now and then. It's one of the it's one of the only pieces I've been able to like add to every now and then. Usually, mm. I, I write poems like doing a day. But I think with this one, I think it's just it's so hard to talk about. Yeah. Even though I am a big ad, big advocate for speaking about your mental health and like doing it through poetry, I think for some for some reason this particular piece about serotonin, it's just been truly difficult to to talk mm. about. But yeah. luckily, I have a platform as important and beautiful and creative as this Words mm-hmm. podcast where I can talk about it. And um, yeah, hopefully I'll release it sometime soon. Hopefully, you know, you can release it here and like if yeah. it, if it helps someone, you know. Um, and I know that I've done a good thing in my life and yeah, um, yeah I want to help. I think the time that I knew that I, I definitely wanted to to share it was the time when I resigned from my recruitment consultancy. Mm-hmm. I was working for this company called Opus and they were absolutely amazing. I had loads of offers from different recruitment companies, um, but I chose Opus because of the family feel. Mm-hmm. Even though I know what I was getting into with the long hours, yeah, I, yeah. Um, I knew that I could make a lot of money and get a family um, from Opus. I'm always looking for a good family. Mm. Um which shows a lot about me so deep home issues but um yeah no I, and the time that i told them after it was just after the roundhouse land where i thought maybe i can do poetry a bit more full time 
mm. um, or like with all the money I've saved, I can like invest all the money that I earn, all that from that lavish rooftop bar lifestyle. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> uh, I can do it for people that I believe in, for charities I believe in, events. I want to fund uh, businesses that I truly think that could make a difference in the world. That's what I've been putting my money towards. Yeah. I feel as though, because I, I look at money so differently. Money doesn't buy you happiness. Money money's a, is a, it's a different financial thing where you should use wisely. Mm-hmm. Um, and obviously, you know, it, it puts a roof over your head and stuff like that as well. But there's so much more that you can do with it. Um, and when I resigned, I had, they were like, what are you doing? Why are you resigning? Do you want to go to another recruitment consultancy? Usually people go to another recruitment consultancy, go yeah. to another job. And I'm like, no, I just want to do poetry. And they're like, wait, what? I love that. <laughs> and I then, love uh, that. Because I, so perfor- I performed a poem resigning. Did you? Yeah. No way. Uh, wait, wait, I want to hear. Nah. Was, it, was it about? Was it about? It was about the, that everything. It's quite weird. Like That's in, in how room. you resigned? Yeah. No, that, one, no one's ever done that. <laughs> no one has ever done that. Um, like, that is ev- fantastic. Every morning with opus i'm sure other companies have it as well we have morning shots where not shots of tequila but shots yeah, where we, shots, we go yeah. through what everyone wants to do for the week or everyone what interviews or jobs that they got planned to, to mm. you know to build or to help other people get jobs you go around in the room and when it got to me i had this poem that said basically giving shout outs to everyone in my team my my in my contracts team and like saying how much i love each and every one of them halfway through i was like but it's the most scariest and most difficult decision I've ever had to make, but I've decided to leave this company. Mm. And then everyone was like, oh, wait, what's that whispering? And my boss is standing right next to me. He's like, you fucking dick. Like, <laughs> I hadn't told him. And um, when, I, when I, and I had to, I was shaking. I just had to carry on with the poem. And I just explained that as much as I loved this company and this community and the, the fact that this job, and I was good at it. I was, I was a really good recruitment consultant. I yeah. built like, I think 60 to 100K for in, in like, what? in like less than a year. And, um, I was, I, cause I like, I like people. I'm good with people. Yeah. I'm good with networking. I mean, I can totally see that. Nah, well, really I, that's the, that thing is, that's the only thing that I pride myself and be good at in life. Yeah. Even with my shit self esteem, being good with people and speaking to people was like the only thing that I could think of mm. that I'm good at. Um, but then I had like a four hour exit interview, which mm. is so long. Um, they were like, they, 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 bless them. They, they wanted to, wanted to find out if, me doing poetry was financially stable. If mm-hmm. it was a good career path, you can have anything else. And I said, yeah, obviously, I might have to find a part-time job here and there or do, do stuff or like... Um, and, I, and I have done... I've, I do that sort of stuff as well. But I think in life, once you realise that you want to incorporate a passion into your life, which I think we should all do, yeah. the last thing you want to do is follow the blueprint of the older generation's society where, you know, you go to a nine-to-five job until you retire, same nine to five job or whatever. I think now with the society and generation we're living in, we've got so much choice out there that we mm. can sustain ourselves through different means and a variety of means. And for me, obviously, just poetry just came at the right time when my mental health was at an all-time low and serotonin came up. And yeah. I just wanted to I just wanted to do something that makes me happy. Mm. And it was a huge risk. It was a big leap. No one in my family had ever done that before. No, none of my friends had ever done that before. Yeah, um, mate, I love it. I mean, that is it's, that is a bold step. Let's yeah. be perfectly honest. Yeah. <laughs> it's one which actually uh, not a lot of I've, I've met. Obviously, there's lots of people that have uh, you know kind of been on the scene for a while and are doing it now. But um, a, a year in, and uh, <laughs> that it, it is it is amazing. I really commend you for your for your bravery, really, because lots you, yeah. of other people, including myself. Um, 
we yeah we are working in jobs yeah, <laughs> um, no, this is a, this is a side thing um you just gotta and, put your mental health first like yeah if, if it's going such a, at an all-time low where mine was where i was working these tireless hours even though i loved it i knew that it wasn't good for me i wasn't getting enough sleep yeah. my diet was all over the place my gym was all over the place um, I wasn't getting enough type of poetry. Yeah, <laughs> I exactly. Which I, the, the whole point is I wanted to do it part-time, but I knew I couldn't. So I needed to find a job that would have less hours. Yeah. Um, so yeah, maybe recruitment's not for me, but I did well while I was there. But I need a bit more serotonin. Yeah. I needed a bit more serotonin. Uh, right now, like I said, uh, right now, I think I have the right balance. And Amazing. I'm, I'm here, I'm very self-aware of everything and I can support other people and support myself and like have a conversation and dialogue with you here. Yeah. Um, and I'm I'm loving it. I'm, Which is I'm loving life for the first time in life. So, oh, yeah. wicked. Well, mate, that is a, uh amazing thing to hear because you're such a lovely guy. You're an amazing so poet. You, man. Honestly, so and I'm so happy that you're in a happy place. So uh, I have one final question before we wrap up. Uh, and that is, what is next for A's? Oh, uh, what's coming up? What's on I the horizon? Hate that question. <laughs> it's I know. Question. It's tough, it's I'm question. sorry. Uh, I thought uh, I would end on no, it. No, no, absolutely. Um, I just think what's next for me is... Um, making myself happy and making other people happy yeah um there's like i said before there's no blueprint there's no like trajectory of what different events i could do i'm just going to carry on doing my thing mm. um performing poems that i'm passionate about um especially on my my youtube um youtube.com slash ace hussein and my instagram you know at ace poetry that ace poetry that's a-i-z poetry mm-hmm. um and obviously Facebook, Ace Poetry, whatnot. And it's just like, I've got a few poems that I want to release, um, a few music videos maybe. Um, I've never tried any of that. So mm. it's all new territory, new ground to me. But of course. I'm, I'm excited to, to see where other creatives want to collaborate. So if anyone wants to come up and do a poem with me or if anyone's got ideas for anything mm. like i would love to like this is what i ju- like as soon as you asked me i said absolutely yeah i'd love to go on words yeah Club. which i'm so grateful yeah for, no absolutely like, thank you for having me so much and um yeah just i've got this um interesting poem called cancel culture coming mm-hmm. up just commenting on cancel culture and how okay. we're so quick to jump on the bandwagon to to publicly shame people and say people which i've got a big issue about yeah and that's the one that that's the part of the poetry set that i performed at sip and rhyme the headline gig yesterday okay cool um and i i've also got this weird thing where so like i said a few friends of mine died and i performed a poem at one of my friend's funerals um so that was a new experience for me and i've got a wedding coming up where i'm performing a poem there Mm. so weirdly enough i can call myself a poet who's done a poem at a funeral and a wedding <laughs> um, <laughs> celebrating life and death sort of thing quite um, a broad spe- spectrum yeah, of events there. i never would have thought tell me a year ago that i'd be doing that then then yeah but I, think, I just think that's the beauty of where poetry takes you you don't have to do poetry at events you can do poetry in your bedroom mm. you can do poetry for yourself you can do poetry for your family or yeah. for like one friend regardless you found your creative outlet whatever that may be and you can let it out there and it'll make yourself feel a lot better about yourself. And as a society, we need to be showing more self-love and taking care of ourselves as well as taking care of everyone around us. Yeah. So thank you so much for having me, Henry. Thank and you very much. I hope I really hope people listen to this and the amazing lineup of posts that you've got on Words Spoken Podcast because mm-hmm. this is going to be insane. It and is. I can't <laughs> wait to, to share your work to so many people out there. Great. Well, I think on that note, we will wrap up. Um, so yeah, as I said, I just want to say thank you so much for coming on, sharing your work. You know, this My is really, really matter. personal stuff. Uh, and you, you, you came on and you spoke with such honesty, so raw. Um, and you've got amazing talent. I cannot wait to see what the next year has got, got installed for you. Because if this is no you clue. after one year, <laughs> I mean, wow. Um, so yeah, make sure you follow him on all of the social media networks, which he mentioned just then. Um, and also follow Word Spoken Podcast um, on Instagram, 
predominantly at, at the moment. Um, so follow up to see who's going to come on to the episode next week. Um, I'm so so ex- excited about it. It's going to be uh, she's an amazing poet. I won't give I away too with much. Her, uh, at the Roundhouse Poetry Slam, she was sitting right next to me. The oh, first there time you go. Her, and she will oh blow your she's socks great. off. She's yeah, great. Yeah, I'm really chuffed. So stay stay tuned for that. Big thank you to A's and yeah, thank you for listening. <laughs>